1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is a global original podcast.
0: So here we go again then. Welcome to the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. I'm JK.
1: And I'm Al. And today we've got an incredible show lined up because we've got none other than the children's TV legend, Mr. Andy Day is joining us. Whoop, whoop. I know. Can you believe it? Because I remember watching Andy in the Dinosaurs, and then obviously we've moved on to Andy in the Odd Socks, his music. So he's a, he's a frequent goer in this house
0: um you see i haven't watched me he's not kind of on my kids radar at the moment but i know that he will be because noah is slowly you know loving dinosaurs more and more he's, he's getting into music more now so yeah. i can see andy day being like one of noah's favorites without doubt however one of my mates one of my very good mates his son loves andy so i'm going to try and sly in if i can a little mention for him because when we're down the pub next wherever that is um I reckon i'll get i'll get rounds free for the whole night so <laughs> i'm ju- i'm gonna try and abuse my position a little bit please forgive me if you're listening to this but you know how it is if you hey, if you're in my position you do exactly the same so that's what i'm
1: well doing. just so you maybe know. maybe well, yeah, yeah. so coming up we've, we're going to be talking to andy about a little bit about life on lockdown we're going to talk about how he ended up where he is and his tv presenting and we're also we've got a confession from him which is going to be awesome as well as some tech advice or tech Mm. recommendations we've got all that coming up so stay tuned so here it is our chat to the legendary
0: you have to call i think you do call him a legend don't you yeah i do yeah you do creep up a little bit um (laughs) so uh here it is our chat with andy day enjoy
1: it is an absolute pleasure to welcome the the legend that is mr andy day to the podcast welcome andy Hello, sir. How are you? Really well, thank you. How are you holding up? Thank you for giving me
2: legendary status. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm that close to legendary status yet, but I'll take it.
1: I mean, I would I would counter that and say that there are many households around the nation where you are way up there with the legends from your work <laughs> yeah, on, but on TV.
2: That's because that, that means they get an extra... Um, Little bit of rest uh, downstairs while the little ones watching TV. <laughs> it's nothing to do with me. I just distract the little ones for a bit. <laughs>
0: No, it is true, Al. Um, Legendary status is is definitely granted because um, one of my uh, my mates is in our NCT group, uh, that's Michael. His son, Alistair, absolutely idolizes you so much so that he wakes up in the morning, he'll go to his dressing up box, he'll put on his dinosaur exploring gear, he'll come down and they have (laughs) this absolute battle with him to get his school uniform on because he wants to go dinosaur hunting with you, his imaginary (laughs) (laughs) friend.
2: i love hearing things like that it's absolutely brilliant it's like on world book day uh when the kids dress up as uh, you know the characters from their favorite books and stuff i mean i don't have a book out but um but i often get sent pictures of um of little ones dressed up as me in my adventure gear going to school and i love it it's so great to see
1: it's probably a good job you don't have a book out otherwise the whole school will just turn up as mini andy days <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. That, that's what I'm heading for. <laughs> an army, an army of Andes. Yeah. An army of Andy's.
0: <laughs> do- Actually, I've just thought of something before, before we continue this next bit. Um, I reckon if Andy, you give a shout out to Alistair, um, I reckon next when we are eventually allowed to go to pubs of our NCT nights, I think I will have a whole night free because of you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Big shout out to Alistair. Then keep dressing up in uh, your adventure gear, buddy. Nice to hear it. Excellent, Stella's on the ground.
0: Thank yep. you very much. Ten,
1: ten, three beers for <laughs> Nice. You, Ray,
2: Not
0: that I'm abusing my position in any way, shape, or form. Obviously. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, Let's we, um, we now, Andy, can tell we'll get us. It we can. Andy, tell us about um, what you're doing at the minute. I, I, I'd, I'd love to come back to um, the dinosaurs and the stuff that the, the shows that you did because you've, you've won quite a few awards for those. So let's let's come back to how you got into that. But why don't you start off by telling us a bit about what you're up to at the minute with um, Andy and the Odd Socks and the band and the music and what's going on? Because I I know quite a lot because I, I follow it pretty closely and it's fantastic. So so let us know what's going on. You're one of our biggest fans, aren't you, Al? Yeah, I certainly am. You know, you get that little um, top fan status on Facebook. I've definitely got You've
2: that. You've got it. I know. <laughs>
1: it's brilliant to see. Um, well, it,
2: it's crazy, isn't it? It's a crazy old time because just before lockdown, we were set to go on tour. It's going to be our biggest tour yet. Uh, we've got a new album out, new songs. Andy and the band, the the TV show was out. Um, and we were really set to just really go for it. Um you know, we, we love being in the band. Me and the band really love playing live together and uh, and love working together. We genuinely uh, get on really, really well, which is, is, is nice and uh, love playing together. So we were really excited about the tour and obviously this hit and uh, it was all a bit of a, oh, just sort of stopped dead for most people. And uh, yeah, for us, it meant that we couldn't go on tour, but we've um, we've sort of tried to make up for it um, as much as possible, um, you know, when you sort of work in kids' TV, you sort of feel like a, you have a responsibility as well, and um, to to be a role model for little ones. And so you've got time on your hands when you're in lockdown, and so we tried to do as much as we could to keep the kids entertained uh, through music. We put out tutorials and sent out sort of art packs and stuff, and uh, so that was nice to be able to do. And we also did um, we did some virtual online gigs. Uh, so first of all, we did an online gig, just a virtual online gig. And then we did our, we would have been releasing our album and having a launch party uh, at Westfield, actually. And also having a, um, uh, we were releasing a seven inch vinyl oh, wow. uh, of our happy birthday song. Um,
0: do you remember those seven inch vinyls, guys? <laughs> hey, you're talking to a nightclub DJ here. I remember 12 oh. inches as well.
2: <laughs> wow, no way.
0: Oh, yeah no I, I, no,
2: so I can't we, get involved we, <laughs> so there's seven inch vinyls that we're releasing and that comes out soon or oh, i've got to think of the date um oh, it's
0: date here uh,
2: yes <laughs> we'll have to find out the date uh, but it, it, it will come out it is going to be released but it was going to be released in a record shop and we were going to be over there uh, playing a gig and it was really exciting and lots of stuff was going to go on so obviously that's not happening but it will be released and we did an online album launch, and that went down really well. And we had over forty thousand people um, listening to it and rocking out. And we saw so many videos of the kids just dancing to our tunes. And ah, oh, it's great, great to see. So it's been it's been really busy with Andy and in the odd socks actually. And and you know we're hoping to be at some point uh, filming a new show. I and mean, it's not been completely green lit, but um we you know it's fingers crossed that will all happen uh, at some point. We just have to bide our time and just have to be patient
0: can we talk about um the the kids tv presenter thing because believe it or not i was a kids tv presenter between sort of 2007 and 2011 i think it was yeah yeah. so i did i did three shows for cbbc so i did hide you in the house i did escape from scorpion island and we did remote control star but the the, my question to you is: I remember being in um, one of the bosses' um, one of the bosses' meetings. It might be Andy Peters. I can't remember. And I remember him saying that: Look, you guys, now I did it with a, with my mate called Joel. And he said, look, you you guys now have a responsibility to take. It was like being Spider-Man almost. And he sort of like said (laughs) that any social media, but it is, it's sort of, you know, great, with great power becomes great responsibility. And he sort of like said that, you know, with social media now, you're not going to be able to swear. You're going to have to make sure you moderate it. It's almost like a declaration to to the kids that when you become a TV presenter, you've kind of got to be squeaky clean.
2: Yeah, I think you've just got to be you've got to have common sense really, mm. you know, you know, don't be going out and, you know, acting like an idiot and, you know, not sort of, uh, being a good role model really for, uh, for what you're, what you're doing. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's just a bit of common sense. I, I for me, I don't feel like I've sort of drawn back any part of my character where I've been, Oh, I can't do that. You know, there are certain things you just think, Oh yeah, that, that would be silly to do or, you know, I can't do that for that reason. And, and there's lots of things that I just, you know, I wouldn't do anyway. So, um, so yeah, it wasn't, I, I know what you mean. You do feel a sort of uh, a sense of, uh, responsibility and because, especially for preschool kids, because, you know, they, they pick up and they want to copy everything you do. I mean, I, my little girl, you know, has just really started repeating everything I say back. So you have to be really <laughs> careful, um, uh, you know, so it's, uh, it, they're, they're hugely influenced, especially in preschool. I mean, CBBC age, yeah. you know, they're, they're hugely influenced as well. You know, they're looking, I think all kids and adults to a certain degree as well, all are looking for role models. You're looking for people to learn from. And if you're in front of the TV watching CBbbs or, or CBBC or whatever, then you're going to pick up the things uh, that you're going to pick up. Like, my little girl is obsessed with Bing, literally obsessed with Bing. It's, it's a... I'm thinking of taking her to a therapist because <laughs> she will not sit down in front of anything else. Well, she does. She she actually likes my programs, which is nice. And she likes watching Waffle, which is nice for us. And Sean, the Sheep, actually. But Bing, one yeah. Bing now, one Bing now, Bing. That's that's it. We've got the characters of Bing, uh, you know. And that's I mean, pff, that's hard. <laughs> it's hard for I, re- me to I remember. <laughs>
0: I remember saying to uh, to the boss at the time when we were in that meeting, I, I, I said, I think I can get my head around this. Is it a bit like when I go to my grandparents' house where I've got to behave a bit like that? And he was like, yeah, yeah, like that. But but <laughs> when you are out in that nightclub, can you still try and remember that you're at grandparents' house? <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's a, a, that's a bit of a mind screw, but I, I think I kind of know what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, look, people uh, are pretty savvy i think if you go out and you're a parent and you see a children's presenter or whatever going out or having a drink or with their mates as long as they're not being absolute idiots you know yeah. we, you'll be hard to find for me i mean I, i'm sort of lucky enough to not work with idiots and work with uh, uh, people that sort of think about that and uh, and don't go overboard and you know and it's it's all good i feel like i've just waffled on there but you, you know what i mean I, i'm sort yeah, of agreeing absolutely.
0: I, I think I think. fortunately for, for me at that point, I, I'd already had my sort of DJing nightclub times. And um, I think I got yeah. into the, the kids TV presenting at the right time. Do you know what I
1: mean?
0: It was all at my system. Yeah. I was ready to go. Come on, kids. Let's embrace this. Let's be wacky. <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> yeah. How did you end up on kids TV? Where, where, what was the journey? Um. Well, I... I sort of came out of
2: college. I, I did drama as a kid. Uh, I, I went to this sort of Andram drama place, mainly just to socialize with boys and girls, because I, was, I went to an all-boys school, and, and I loved drama as well. So it was just it was just a, a hobby, really. Uh, but, I, but but there were some good people, actually, at Step by Step, uh, the drama college. We had uh, Sarah Pascoe. So I sort of grew up with Sarah, performing with her. Pascoe uh, being the comedian. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've... Uh, seen of her stuff but she's great she's done so well for herself and and also russell tovey he was he was a part of uh, step by step we used to all sort of hang out together when we were younger um and so there was good people some really good talented uh people and i and, and i really sort of took to drama and performing and but I, that didn't mean that i wanted to definitely do it i wasn't too sure because I, I my my parents uh bless them you know they they sort of want the best for you but they were like, no, you've got to get a stable job and, you you know, performing's not easy and, you, you know, you never... And I just sort of didn't listen to any of that but I was quite calm with it so I think they just thought he's going to be happy with whatever he does and I, I had that sort of mindset. I was quite a positive person. Um, so I uh, come out of college, I sort of studied uh, performing arts um, and French and uh, general studies and media studies and uh, come out of college uh, with no grades, no no no, come out of college uh, with not bad grades and and then well, I had to decide what I wanted to do and I, I got a job at the millennium dome I didn't want to go to university. Mm. I got a job at uh, the dome I didn't want to go to drama college or anything like that either, uh, and I just wanted a job, I just wanted to get out there and I sort of started as a host for about a month, and then I was like yeah this is this is a bit boring uh, I want to a new challenge i want to do some performing and and went for the job as a sort of character host and doing street theater and dressing up as different characters and and uh, entertaining the crowds and and i loved it absolutely loved it and it, you sort of home your craft it's like people that go to um Butlins and become redcoats you sort of home your yeah. craft uh, and you just get chatting to people and performing and and improvising and and yeah i just sort of found my love for it and i thought yeah this is I'm loving this. I really want to get into sort of performing. And, and, and I knew that I wanted to get into kids performing uh, industry, uh, like children's TV. Uh, I really wanted to go in that direction. It was more what I felt I was suited to, more what I enjoyed. I, I love kids. To uh, be very honest, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of fun to be had in kids TV and uh, a lot of good people you end up working with generally. Um, uh, but, yeah, so – Anyway, uh come out of the Millennium Dome, went traveling, come back and decided to go into it. I was about twenty, twenty-one, something like that when I really started taking it seriously. Um, and got a job, first of all, um at a place called Cash House, uh, being a presenter, like a sort of live presenter, talk back and stuff, and it was one of those uh, it was one of those sort of quiz channels that you know where they were really popular at one point yeah. and then uh, they people realised that actually that it was pretty much a con. Um, I mean, I didn't even know that, but I remember being once um, presenting on Cash House. You'd do two hours of presenting and two hours of on the phones, uh, like four hours a night. And and I loved it because you could just improvise, make it up, you know, chat to people on, on the phone, and it was great. But um, we used to get this guy called Dave ring up uh, and go, yeah, yeah, it's me, Dave, again. I'd be, oh, Dave is really... He loves this quiz business. And uh, and, I, and I and I said to my producer at the time, I said, this is a few months later. I just went, God, Dave is obsessed with these quizzes. And he went, I'm Dave. And I went, what? He said, I've been calling up. <laughs> it was the producer that's called up being Dave. I didn't have a clue. He didn't tell me. And um, uh, yeah, so it was, you know that's that's how bad it was, actually. It was just trying to entice people to just spend their money and you know that's how they made their money and and you know that all fell flat on their face anyway and i'd left way before that and got out and started doing more sort of um children performing um sort of gigs uh things like nick jr i worked for nick jr for a bit and uh doing their jump up tour live tours it was all like sort of live um, children's shows around the country and then pantomimes and then sort of me and my best mate, Mikey, we both wanted to do the same thing, both performers, and, and we put showreels together and, you know, thought up ideas, and we sent ideas to the BBC and to ITV, and we were just really, you know, really hungry to get yeah. into that side of the business. And uh, then the audition came up for – are you guys asleep yet? Because I'm almost falling asleep at this point. <laughs> no, story. no, I'm still but, here. I'm still listening. <laughs> um, uh, the audition for CBeebies came along. And, uh, and I was super excited. It was like, yes, this is absolutely my dream job. Um, and went for it. There was like three stages. And, uh, thankfully I got, um, I mean, it was, it was quite funny actually. I didn't know many, uh, sort of songs to sing for kids, you know, uh, nursery rhymes or something. It wasn't, you know, my bag. I did I didn't have anyone who had kids around me at the time. And, you know, so I turned around to my mate who I was living with, I said, have you got any you know songs that you could teach me for this audition that i'm doing and he sang um he taught me um, down in the meadow where nobody goes that song
1: yeah
2: he taught me a very different version um that goes down in the meadow where nobody goes there's a big fat mama washing her clothes with a scrub scrub here and i was like oh, okay brilliant didn't think anything of it but it was a little bit controversial <laughs> that version uh I'm so about his it, big mama <laughs> yeah, it, was totally, I did it but, well, there's a story to it because uh, I, I sang it. They, they loved it. They sort of laughed at it. I uh, went, yeah, they're brilliant. Okay, yeah, we like it. And then obviously got the job. But a few years later, I went into a school to go and visit them and you know do a, uh, a talk and talk with the kids and stuff. And, and they were singing that song. And I just heard the blip. I went, oh, brilliant. I said, I know this one. I said, I'm coming in. I'm coming in. I've got on the mic. Of course, they sang a completely different version. And there's me talking about Big Fat Mama um washing her clothes uh ends up dying do you know what i mean it's, it's really yeah. like it's in a sort of uh jovial way but uh it was completely different to <laughs> what they were seeing. Was, was that your so, uh, that was
1: your big break that that interview do you think
2: uh yes oh yeah definitely so cbbs Bizar- i i got i got the job i think about two thousand of us went for it and it got down to the last 15, and it could have been, as I was told, it could have been any of us. It just so happened that I was very different to the presenters at yeah. the CB's house at the time. That was Chris and Poy and Sid, um, Sid Sloan, Chris and Poy from Show Me, Show Me. Um, so they were that, sort of the house presenters at the time. Uh, And so I was very, very sort of different in terms of look and different in terms of the way I was. So,
1: Do you think that having had that period of time where you were entertaining kids and spending so much time with kids, did that make having your own kids seem more important?
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, You definitely sort of it's it's almost becomes your craft to sort of understand um, you understand what kids like a little bit more, I think. Because I, yeah, I feel like I,
1: I feel like you've got an advantage. Like when Ted's kicking off here at home, my, my youngest, he's he's five and a half. I feel like if I could pull out Andy Day, I reckon that would stop the tantrum. And like maybe yeah. play a song or the bump, you know, this bum cheek piece, this bum cheek, you know, that kind of song. I reckon he would. I reckon the tantrum would be over. Is do you feel you can handle those kinds of things, or do you handle those kinds of things? You know, you pulling on your experience of, of entertaining.
2: Now I'm sure anyone listening to this would love to hear. Well, maybe they wouldn't love to hear, but love to hear me go,
1: yeah, yeah, I
2: could handle that situation, no problem. But let me tell you, my friend, my patience is very, very different. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm nine times out of 10 in front of a camera performing uh, to kids. And then when we're doing our live shows and stuff, we're performing, but we're not in front of kids all the time, you know? So it, it, it you know, it, it sort of helped. Having a kid helped, um, having my own kid helped in terms of like, I've got lots of resources where I'm thinking, Oh, we can make that together or we can sing yeah. that song or you know, that was good in that respect. But in terms of patience and how to be a parent and handle situations, no, I'm I'm completely a beginner. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and and I'm I'm not sure I'd be able to help um, I might be able to help others, yeah, uh, because I'd be a novelty to come into your life, but I, I wouldn't be there that long. I, I'd be walking away. We need like we uh, make it worse. We need like <laughs> the, uh,
1: Andy in and the odd socks, shining light like the bat light, so that when when mayhem is ensuing in my house, I can shine the light, and then all of a sudden there'll be Cousin Mac and and you and and you know the rest of you just to come and sort the situation out completely. Dissolve. Oh,
2: that's a good that's a good idea. We'll get on that. <laughs>
0: this is a good time to, to do a bit of um, a bit of a confession from me first of all because doing you know working with kids and, and kids TV and also doing stuff you know sort of adult well not adult TV that sounds really dodgy um, but you know um, family she entertainment you done that, right? we, 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 uh, well, there might have been a men and motors show which involved <laughs> topless girls but let's not go there um, what, what makes you want to stay presenting with kids and not go a bit older because for me i think given the choice i would have gone for family entertainment and not kids and and this is the confession i suppose i found it really difficult working with kids
2: yeah i guess that's it i i don't find it difficult working with kids but but, but then i don't have to be working with kids day in and day out i'm you know in front of a camera and it's that and the sort of content that we're filming is is, is the sort of stuff i love i love to perform um, with you know and uh, you know and starting a band it. and it's it's not that young it, it is sort of family entertainment the sort of stuff that I've always been into um it's it's just it's it's uh, slightly different it's not as old if you like but Andy yeah. in the odds was created you know when we wrote the sort of first album it was created with parents in mind. It was created yeah. so parents could, could, could sit in their car and, and listen to the album that they know they've got to listen to about a million times if their kid wants to <laughs> uh, and, and, and enjoy it. You know, that was family entertainment is what I love about Panto as well. It's, you know, it's something for each. I don't get it when people say, Oh no, it has to be this because it, you know, I think, I think when you've got something, I think if you can work it on all levels, uh, so there's something for all ages then you, you're on to a winner
0: as far as I'm concerned so <laughs> also am I right in thinking that you've done Glastonbury with the band? Yeah that was our that was our first gig I mean that must be
2: amazing Andy well it was incredible mate honestly it was absolutely brilliant but the thing is we, we I'd been to Glastonbury quite a few times before and worked in the kids fields and we we'd made up shows and you know it was a lovely atmosphere and Glastonbury is obviously you know one of my favorite festivals to go to it's brilliant. But this was very different. This is Emily. Evis had listened to the album, and, and her little one really liked it and, and liked watching my programs and stuff. And so she, she got us a gig um, at the William Green stage, an adult stage. The thing is, we were really quite nervous about it because, well, first of all, actually, um, it was suggested that we go to the Park stage. And I was like, listen, it would be a dream. But no, people are going to turn up and go, what is going on? Uh, because there would be no sort of promo for it, really. They didn't know who Andy and the Odd Sox were. Um, you know, there was nothing relating in the name, apart from it being my name, but the fact that it was Andy from CBeebies and you know, they could bring their kids. No one no one sort of knew that, and it wasn't really sort of promoted. So we were nervous about doing the William Green stage in case anyone didn't turn up, and uh, we tried to make a fuss about it at the, on the kids' field to get them over. And we, we had about, I think we had about 100 kids first of all at the very beginning we thought okay that's that's fine but then the best thing happened it rained and everybody came into our tent <laughs> <laughs> so literally, literally it was so busy and then that night when we went out um this girl who was about 22 came over to me she's been excuse me excuse me and I was thinking oh she must have siblings you know obviously get a lot of um people come over and say I've got I've got a younger brother or I've got a you know cousin whatever but she came over and she started singing look out look out there's aliens about there's <laughs> aliens about singing what? what and she went we saw your gig this morning as we were coming in from a night out and i was like oh my <laughs> that was absolutely golden it sort of made our festival but that was our um that was our first uh yeah it was our first performance and it was at glastonbury and it was it was just, yeah, it was brilliant, brilliant. Was she
0: that coherent, though? You made a sound that she was quite coherent, even though she was probably still up from the night before.
2: I, I, I gave her a, a bit of, um, what's the word? Basically, no, she wasn't that coherent. She <laughs> 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 must have uh, thought she was completely tripping out. <laughs> yes, I, I think she. I think she did. I
1: think she must have. Um, you must um, have. You must have some funny moments. Obviously, entertaining kids and working with kids and performing in front of kids and adults. You know, whether it's with the band or whether it's, um, the, you know, the TV stuff before. Do you have any? Fun, what's the most embarrassing moments that that you've you've had come across? Oh.
2: Um, there's some I can probably tell and some I probably couldn't and some I just don't remember <laughs> um, just as a, as a t- one of them in particular is it, it's a sort of typical Andy thing where I think I'm being funny and uh, it's probably not that funny and it's in front of lots of kids who probably just goes over their head and also loads of parents uh, teachers that was just standing there in shock um, <laughs> can I tell this one let me think about it yeah, just change the name. Eh? No, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I just can't tell this act, uh, actual story. Um, I did, I did, what did I do? I, you know, I just, you know, you, you know you're know. just performing live and you think, oh, yeah, brilliant. I did, uh, this isn't sort of embarrassing thing, but it was a bit like, oh, why did I just say that? I was, thought I was just trying to be entertaining. And uh, we were in a church uh, a, a school, a primary school. And it was a lovely primary school, it was up in, out in the country and, and their assembly was in this church, beautiful little church, and it was a big uh, sort of Christ um, um, up on the wall, it was uh, absolutely beautiful inside. And uh, so I go. all right, guys. And and it was quite a quiet school. When you go into some some schools, you you know the really strict, well-behaved ones. The kids that just really want to be shouting and screaming, but know they can't. And if they did, that their teacher would literally send them out, and it would be petrifying. Uh, and then there are those that are quite vocal, and it's encouraged. And you know, so and and this was quite a strict school, I think. So I was, uh, you know, you want to get the kids go in and get them lively and stuff so i was going like guys how you doing um it was me and my friend mike at the time we were doing a show and we we're promoting it at these schools and i was like right how you doing guys and so, say hello uh, say hello to each other you know say hello to each other say hello to us say hello to us say hello to your teacher say hello to let's say hello to jesus christ <laughs> and, and and my mate looked at me you doing i said i don't know i said but just go with it and they went hello jesus <laughs> <laughs> the teachers sort of look at me like, giving me a sc- scoldering look uh, and i was like oh sorry but i mean they all have fun That's and really. you know the, of the teachers were just like laughing at the fact it was um <laughs> it was obviously just made up on the cuff trying to be funny and it's really be engaging and yeah.
0: That's brilliant. So Andy, uh, you have one daughter, yeah? Yes, and that's Ruby, who would almost be two now. She is two, yeah. She turned She's
2: two, two. In lockdown. A lockdown birthday. Oh, how was that? It was all right, actually. You know, we didn't do much. We sort yeah, of went out was. to the park.
1: Saved a fortune on kids' party.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we, did, we You know, me and my other half sort of like decorated the room with balloons and and uh, we got loads of gifts from family friends and you know family and so um she so she was she was sort of spoilt for the day really but well I say spoilt wasn't that many gifts but it was um
0: well no she, but she had a an nandi day themed like party she's absolutely fine what I mean come on not many I mean, there are kids that were killed for that seriously <laughs>
2: yeah she's not that bothered <laughs> the novelty the, the novelty never even began to be this i think she thinks that all dads are on tv uh she, is, is that sort of normal for her but she 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 did actually last night in, in we're at the moment um we're we're filming at home me and my other half are filming at home a new project um uh, which involves dinosaurs and it's uh, a sweet little program that we're doing in, in, in lockdown and because my other half cat uh, she, she works as a as a, a producer and self-shooter and director so it was a bit of an anomaly that we'd both be so sort we of locked down together yeah. and that we could do a program together. So we've been literally putting Ruby down and filming um, at night, uh, this program, uh, <laughs> it's been absolutely crazy, but yeah. we've been waiting for her to sort of go down and she's just a little singer. She loves singing all the time. And so she, we listen to her on the monitor and, uh, she literally tops of her top of her voice at the moment. She sings either happy birthday. <laughs> as soon as we talk happy birthday on that, on the, her birthday, she sings happy birthday to everyone and everything. And she was singing Andy and the band. <laughs> Andy and I'm for you, you, you yeah yeah. I mean I've done that out of tune, but she was actually in tune. Uh she <laughs> she, she was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And uh, we were laughing our heads off. Um And then thankfully she went down because otherwise we couldn't have filmed.
0: (laughs) Isn't it funny though? Isn't it even, it's so lovely to hear you have that problem as well. You know, Al and I have to record this podcast sometimes in the evening. We've got a baby. Well, I've got a baby monitor. I've got like a, she's three, almost three now. So I've got a baby monitor making sure that she doesn't, you know, wake up and stuff or you have to quickly go and get her. But it's nice to know that you have those issues as well.
2: Oh, let me tell you, my friend, I have all those issues. Don't, don't, don't think in this sort of imaginary fairy tale land that, oh, um, these CBBS presenters, these children's presenters, so good with kids, they have it, they've got it nailed. No, no, <laughs> I can tell you, my my other half cat is incredible. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you'll say that about your partners as well. She is here, incredible, here. and yeah, she she's just amazing. And and I do feel like. I'm learning from her uh, lots more about patients. And do you know what? I mean, I say that Ruby is, uh, we're blessed because she's so good. Like sometimes we hear stories from friends and just think, Oh man, I won't mention it, but we don't have any of those problems. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't or, we mention or, it. Or we don't have any well, yeah. You can't though, can you? You cannot mention when something go, when something is actually quite good. Like if she's sleeping, you know, um, and she does sleep, which is great. We got her into that routine. Although Obviously, the odd night when she's not slept and you kind of go, oh my God, I feel for people who have little ones that aren't sleeping or that don't sleep because yeah. if I could not take this, it would or, be or impossible. It-
0: or do what, you know, do what actually we did because Noah, when he slept, when he finally slept after 15 months, he, you know, he slept straight through. And we were then, I suppose we were like, actually, we've had, we've done our time. Yes. Let's talk about how good he is at sleeping now. Then yeah, Luna yeah. came along, who is the absolute beast of a child. And, you know, you, you kind of think, you know, that time that he gloated? Yeah. This is, this is what happens. Luna oh, no. came to haunt us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, no. Does that mean if we have a second that uh, that's, that's going to be the case? Well,
0: they always say, that the second one's easiest but and, and we i think we had that in the back of our head like, yeah okay right so you know we you know let's let's go for it and not not only did she you know she she arrived for i think it was four weeks a month early um she's now the youngest in the class and she's she's an absolute monster we love her dearly obviously disclaimer but um, she, she sleep. she's still no she's still like i think last night she woke up at half eleven, I went into her bed at quarter past one, and we finally gave in, and she came into our bed at quarter past three. So that's the yeah. kind of thing that you're dealing so with. It's
2: so easy. You think, oh, I just cannot take this. Just come into my bed. It'd be absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel your pain. I can definitely uh, that must be hard. Although, you did call your child Luna, which is, you know, you're thinking of night time,
1: <laughs> the moon.
2: <laughs> I you know, didn't think about that. yeah. No, you have a nocturnal
1: child.
0: That's
1: what it is. Yeah. how? <laughs> my, my, my son's called Daytime and he doesn't sleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good so name, you know off the tongue.
2: <laughs> that a, that, that's a dad joke and I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, good, good. <laughs> this is the only place that anyone would appreciate. Everywhere else in my life, they just roll their eyes. Yeah, I, oh. Can I, I just...
2: <laughs> I think everyone appreciates it secretly. <laughs>
0: there's, there's, a, there's just quickly, whilst we're on the subject of, of kids now, so are you, are you already thinking about schools for Ruby? Because there are a lot of people, we're, we're now currently thinking about Luna because she's going to be turning three in August. And like I said, she's the youngest in the class. And we're already panicking, hoping that she's going to go to the same school as what Noah's going, he's five. Are you having those, those thoughts right now?
2: Yeah, I'm um yeah, we've definitely discussed it. We're quite lucky. We're, literally two minutes from us, we have a, a really good school, one of the top schools in Bristol. Uh, and this is just, you know, it's just by luck. it's you know, it's a state school, it's it's just it's got a really good name, it's very uh creative and and uh, I, completely up our street. So I feel like we're definitely gonna get in there, surely. That's what if you don't well I haven't even thought about that, so I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> What's that bridge when you come to it? Yeah, I don't. This is the thing with me, uh, and and this is a a personal thing. The thing with me is I sort of don't. I go, yeah, be fine, be fine. Until it's not fine, then I go, oh right, we have to deal with it. So I, uh, I, again, it's um, I've not thought and panicked. We've just thought about it and I feel like because my other half is an angel that she will sort it out.
0: Let me just, uh, w- one more quick question on the school thing. So um, we're going to get to the stage now. We're already thinking about you know, secondary schools, which is a crazy, crazy thought. Now you mentioned earlier that you went to an all boys school. Now we're in this sort of situation where if we stay in this area, then they could go to secondary schools. There is an all boys girl. There is an all girls school. However, if we want them to go to a mixed school, we'd probably have to move again. Um, now how was it? What what are your, what, what are your thoughts on, you know, a same sex school? You went to an all boys school. Did you, did you enjoy it? Would you send your kids to a, you know, a same sex school?
2: It's a difficult one. Um, look, I I didn't hate school. Um, I had two brothers as well, so I was used to being around boys. I also, because I went to drama, I, I did see a sort of mixture of uh, genders and stuff. So it was it it wasn't too bad. Um, I, personally, I would always go mixed school. I just think for me. Um, if you can, that is for me. I just think if you, you're able to go mixed school, then they're with boys and girls, and they're learning about sort of a, a feminine, a sort of masculine, sort of state, and how they both deal with things. And I just think, I just think it's it, it's I, if I can put our little one in mixed school, then I will. If not, and he has to, go to she has to go to an all girls school, then so be it. But um, yeah, my my preference would be a mixed school.
0: I totally agree. And also I went to a mixed school. My wife went to a mixed school and my wife, interestingly enough said that the girls that went to an all girls school were more bothered about boys, but you know, because she was at a school with boys, she almost said that they could kind of see how immature they were. They weren't so fussed about them. And that instantly, you know, with Luna that instantly plays on my mind like, no, okay. (laughs) She's going to a mixed school. That is it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> exactly exactly that's absolutely it that's absolutely it yeah
1: uh, just to pick up as well, Andy, you said that you are the, the kind of guy who is um oh, it will be all right and never really contemplate it going wrong i I'm exactly mm. the same like I'll just float through life and everything the is damn fine thing. <laughs> yeah until it's not fine, but my wife is the complete opposite, so she will she will actually think the compl- the worst she'll think the worst is going to happen until it doesn't which, which is right. quite hard work um i think it's easier being me um but, but what she has <laughs> what she has taught me is sometimes i i have to i have to at least consider the the what what might go wrong before and it's been a very steep learning curve so i didn't i just thought i'd float that and see whether that's uh, whether you can resonate with that at all
2: uh, I sort of can, I, I, when I sort of the, the whole floating through, I sort of, um, when an opportunity comes up or when something a little bit like, a, maybe a, a straight up logical person would go, right. Okay. Hang on a minute. Um, well, this could happen. That can go there. I sort of have the thing in me where I go, no, nah, no, no, but let's just go for it. Let's just go for it. Yeah. So, um, and I don't know if how much of that is, I don't want to, deal with the other part of it yeah. or how much of it is I just want to, you know, who knows what's going to happen. That's the beauty about life. Put yourself in those situations. And, and then to be honest, my attitude is you, you sort of want to be put in situations where you have to deal with things so you can learn about it and, and maybe then pass it on to your kids as well. Um, and, and that genuinely is my attitude with it. So I sort of, I sort of um, resonate with it. But at the same time, um, I, I, but at the same time, this might sound like a, bit of a contradiction to what I'm saying. At the same time, I do sort of have maybe subconsciously a calculated risk button that sort of goes, well, you know, that's not so bad. Um, I literally just completely contradicting myself, but I, <laughs> I'm trying to think of situations that come up and I go, yeah, um, let's just go for it. And I, I, I think, I think I, I generally be, and also my other half as well she she's not like that she's she's very very capable when it comes to dealing with things and um, we work very well as a team which is which, which gives me a bit of a, a strength actually which gives me a, if it was just me on my own maybe I wouldn't it's, but because we got a sort of team, team there it sounds um, like she's uh,
1: very capable of, of getting you out of a tight fix is that what you're saying <laughs> Maybe, maybe that's
0: <laughs> best. okay. Um, no, well, no, So, what, what we're trying to say is, uh, it's like you know. Look, I take the bins out. You do the rest. That's that's the rules in the house, isn't <laughs> you do it? Short. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I do the bins. She does the rest. That's the motto. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I can say that right now because I'm sat in my shed alone. I would never say that anywhere else. Just so we know, all yeah, right, you guys? Wait, just you so wait, so wait until <laughs> she listens
1: to this. It's
2: locked. Your shed bolted, locked. <laughs> <laughs>
0: On our podcast, we do a little feature called The Confession, The Dad Confession. Now, Andy, do you have anything that you would like to confess?
2: Um, I'm terrible at putting on nappies. Oh. Yeah, really, really bad. Sounds
1: like there's a story uh,
2: there. There's, there's, there's many stories, unfortunately, <laughs> where uh, the uh, excrement that should be staying within said nappy uh, doesn't and just leaks, and no matter how many times I do it, when I think, yeah, brilliant, I've done that, that's great. Um, my other half goes, what is that? Well, how can you possibly do it like that? You've done it a million times, but somehow I overstretch <laughs> it. Yeah, I overstretch the, the, the nappy where, the, where it sticks. I overstretch it, and there's too much thinness at the side. Right. So somehow it leaks out. Mm-hmm. But then I. I, I think, hang on a minute, I've got to be doing sometimes, you know, 70% of the time, it's fine. The other 30% is, it's just pretty bad. And, and also, the the worst of it is, is I'm terrible. I've got a terrible gag reflex. Really, really bad. <laughs> All done, <Sam>. have <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I, I think it must be. I, I, honestly, I think it must be. Because Kat goes, it's easy. You just don't breathe through your nose. And I go, well, I can't do that because I, even the thought of it makes me want to heave. And, um, and, So I do it, you know, obviously I don't, I don't chicken out. I wouldn't, wouldn't do that. I'd have to man up. So I man up and I, and I take it. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's quite difficult. And, and, and the thing is, it's, you know, I start gagging, Ruby starts laughing, cat starts (laughs) laughing. Um, and I'm still gagging. Okay. So where, where
1: is the, the, the worst, I don't know if that's the right word, but the worst place this has happened?
2: Well, (sighs) I wish there was a better story, but there's not. The worst place it's happened is just in the bedroom. It's um, usually uh, it's fine. It gets contained within whatever she's wearing, and we don't see it until we get her back home. She's never been. She, do you know what? She, she's it, it's it's mad. She's never pooed in the bath. What? I don't think she's ever weeded in the bath, but I don't know because obviously you don't. Um, <laughs> she just tends to just. She's not a messy person, so she and, and her poos are not messy. Um, but obviously, you know, when you know she's pooed and they come out in the nappy, obviously that makes it n- messy. But she doesn't, She she's, she's always in the nappy, you know. It won't be ever when I take the nappy off and then she starts pooing, it's never happened. And I really thought that that was going to happen quite a few times. Being a dad, I was thinking that's going to happen because the first thing she did actually, this is the first thing she did was obviously the Marconi. Is it called the Marconi poo?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like is it meconium? Is it meconium? Is that? What? I, I don't know. Yeah,
2: yeah. I feel like I've just said that a, a gangster um, <laughs> leader, the Marconi. It I think like you've that. just
0: given us a type of pizza, but never mind.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the first thing she did, I, I sort of when she was born, uh, it was amazing. You know, it was a water birth, and, and I caught her and like chopped off the old. Uh, um, what is it my? Oh, it's going right in my brain. What's what's it called?
0: The a single uh, cord. That's the one. You were good in the theatre, yeah? I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was brilliant. Um,
2: so as, as soon as I'd done that, yeah, she pooed on me. Yeah, That's she... the only time she's ever, ever done it. It was just the Marconian.
0: Mm. <laughs> the Marcon- <laughs> <laughs> didn't, he come, didn't he invent the radio? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it's called. <laughs> the oh. black poo that comes out. Um, just uh, just before we do, we're going to ask you about um, uh, your favorite tech at the moment. We do a little tech review as well. But so whilst you think of that, Andy, I'll give you a very quick story about pooing in the bath. Uh, there was there was one time where Luna and Noah were in the bath, and Noah was being a little git, and he just would not come out. And I usually get him out first, so we can deal with Luna because she's the youngest, because he can dry himself. And he was yeah. just he wouldn't get out. He wouldn't get out. He was, was coming towards you know the, sort of their bedtime, a bit past their bedtime and he just wouldn't get out and i just i looked at luna and i thought she's pulling that face that looks a bit familiar to mine when i'm having a poo and then all, <laughs> of, a, all of a sudden this this huge from this little person who's like the size of a loaf of bread she curled one out, and I've never seen Noah get out the bath so quick. So the, the, the moral to this story is, if you've got a kid, if you've got two kids and one of them doesn't want to get out, just get one to shit in the bath. They get out <laughs> so
1: quickly. Does it Does it work if you've just got one kid and you're in the bathroom and you want them to get out and they're not if, if you shit in the bath? No, that's just weird. Really? I mean, we'll get them out though, right? Yeah, let's should we go on to the tech bit now. I think we probably should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing.
0: I've heard that
2: story many times. I've heard it from friends of kids, uh, two kids, and uh, one of them is pooed in the bath. The other one shoots out so fast.
0: <laughs> it's so quick. Oh, the yeah. panic, the sheer panic. It is like it is like an anaconda has just appeared out the plug hole. It's brilliant. They just fly out the bath. I've never seen a kid move so quick. Do you uh, think? Right.
2: it could work? in a sort of adult life if, if you really want someone say that someone's not social distancing you're a bit under threat and they don't care and you think right okay i'm <laughs> going to get you away from here, and you can just, just poo where you stand you know just thinking thinking that's what my child did you know and uh, and, and the other child run out fast so this is going to work poo where you stand do you reckon that it'll disappear
1: i mean if it works <laughs> for kids then why not
0: I've just, I've, I've just. In fact, um, Chris, uh, our producer, has just messaged me and said, "What a great idea! Why don't you buy a fake turd? That will get them out of the bath." <laughs> do
2: you know I, that's reminded me of a story? I did actually. I loved going to the joke shop when I was young, guys. Always buying things to do pranks and stuff, mainly on my parents. And, um, and my um, my mum is a, is a clean, absolutely clean freak. She, you know, she she. Loves a clean, tidy house, and which uh, is well, lovely, but she can be a bit over the top sometimes. Anyway, so I thought it would be um, great to get poo in a can, uh, which you can get in the joke shop. You can spray it. It smells nice, actually. You, you spray it on the carpet. It looks exactly like a cat poo. And so I did. I, uh, I sprayed it onto the to the um, carpet, and uh, and she was oh, no. Oh, no. The cats have been here. And I said, Whoa. And I said, "Mum, I said, don't go near it. I said, it stinks. Don't go near it." And she went, "What are you doing?" I bent down. I said, "Don't go near." I at her. I've never seen my mum <laughs> fly and until that day. I've never seen her fly. Literally, she jumped back so fast. Genius. I mean, she was, she was laughing after. I thought it was genius. But oh. then she did get my. Sorry, I'm I'm wailing on here. She did get my brother back. My here's a little fact for you. Me, me and my brothers all had our ears. Um, operated on when we were younger where their ears pinned back because uh, they were quite they stuck out loads and my my mum bless her was like her ears stuck out and she was like I got completely um, ribbed at school and I don't want my boys to get that and and anyway so she had our uh, ears pinned back but, but the first time for my brother it didn't really work uh, and so he had it done again later on in life like when he was 13 and because um, kids when we were at school you know kids could be a bit cruel but well, we got called like monkey all the time because of our ears and, and i don't think i really even cared to be honest i just like um everyone had a nickname at school and mine just happened to be monkey um and um and so we had this uh we had uh, he had his uh, ears pinned back and it didn't work and the second time it did my mum used to sort of wrap the sheet around his head because you have to have this like bandage around your head to keep the ears sort of back and uh, she got this fake ear and um, she said, I'm going to wind him up. This is my 13-year-old brother. She, <laughs> and She unwrapped it. She goes, she got to clean it every now and then. Unwrapped it. She went, and, oh, that ear's loose. Oh, that's a <laughs> loose ear. And he's like, what? And my brother's a bit of a worry. What? What's that? Yeah, it's like, oh, oh no. Oh, no. And he chucked the ear on the floor. And he screamed. He went, oh, no. And she was crying. I mean, of course, he saw the funny side of it after that. But I mean, that's cruel, that is. That's cruelty, isn't it?
0: Oh, I know. You can't be a good practical joke. let's um let's do the final bit then so every week on the uh, on the podcast we uh, we like to talk about some tech that we're really enjoying at the moment so um what is currently in your in your house in your life which is um, which is tech and you are loving
2: well i'm loving although i'm not using it at the moment i'm loving my rode mic um, mm. uh, because I've used it so many times and uh, the sound quality is completely different. Although I do apologise, I haven't used it for this one because I've, I've not Oh, used cheers. It that, brilliant. Spots. He's talking about an amazing <laughs> microphone,
0: which he's not using for our podcast. Thanks, Andy.
2: <laughs> because I've never sort of done it as a live podcast before, so I, it, it meant... I was so busy. I'm so sorry. I, it meant sort of looking up it's, what I had to do, and it was probably really simple. I'm sure it was, uh, but I've just been using it, to, you know, to do like online gigs and like for singing. And
0: um, is it the lapel one? Is it the SmartLav Plus?
2: No, it's uh, it's just a, a, a stand mic. It's just a it, it's a road stand. Was it a stand mic that we call it? Um, oh yeah, I know like, what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Into it's not a lapel mic. Uh, you just plug into your. Uh, computer and, um, and fire away with GarageBand. But oh I didn't know. I didn't know how to do it while was talking to you guys um, on the Mac because uh, I'm a bit of a technophobe. So uh, and I thought, Do you know what? I just keep to what I know, and that's uh, just doing it on the Mac. <laughs> <You> sound <laughs> a bit like me.
0: It doesn't matter if it's not. To, no, it doesn't have to be tech. Tech. We, you know, we, we we featured all sorts of stuff on here. I think coming up soon, we've got like a isn't it a owl or something like that? Yeah, and a, gri- a griddle. <laughs> a griddle. It doesn't have to just be tech. Oh, all right. <laughs> I literally
2: just bought an awesome barbecue. And, um, and, uh, a pizza stone as well. So I'm making pizzas. And I'm loving that.
1: There you go. The, yes. This is, this is the question. though, Is it
2: gas or ch- or charcoal? Oh, it's charcoal. Don't give me gas. There you no. no. a,
1: you're on my side. No, I like it. no no it's guns for me I'm, a,
2: I'm an outdoors boy I don't I literally can't do with uh, and, and people say oh yeah it's quicker you could just put it on but it's not though yeah. Is it, I mean, it, take, it, it is take- I could it race does. you
0: right now I, you, okay. can, you, it's, you could be wherever right. you are now and I could race you we could both run to our barbecues and like a kids TV style game show and yeah. I guarantee I would co- I would cook the same sausage quicker than you would
2: <laughs> well, no, because the same sausage—you'd have to. It, it would be my sausage. You couldn't have my sausage. It was the same one. Yeah, he's got you there, JK. <laughs> okay,
1: yeah, no, no,
2: no well, right, I'm JK, Listen, listen. listen um, you're right. It, you, it would be faster. I mean, obviously, you're just igniting gas, so you, it would be faster. But one, the taste wouldn't be as good. It just wouldn't. And and two, how amazing is it to see a fire that's naturally just been. Um, created from, I don't know, whatever some kind of hardwood, or yeah. uh, you know, it's it's just that you can't compare. For me. I do
0: agree with that, but we have we have actually got an, a, a, we've got a fireplace, we've got a normal fire, so I can get my fire fix uh, in in the house. And mind you, I think the chimney needs cleaning because last time I did it, it stank for about five days. But I do I do understand what you mean. Quick one for tech: what what instrument would you advise parents to get their kids? um, for their first instrument? Because obviously you're very musical.
2: Oh, as a musical instrument. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I think, uh, we've got, uh, uh, Ruby, a, a xylophone, uh, and she loves playing it, um, because she can just make loads and loads of noise and she can actually play twinkle, twinkle, little star pretty much. Wow. On and she's two years old, but she knows, I mean, it's, you know, it's a little bit off key sometimes, but, she uh it's just nice and easy she's got a little uh a little kind of little stick and uh the xylophone and she can make lots of noise that and we bought her a a ukulele which she um sort of loves playing uh she picks it up and she she likes playing my ukulele and so that's why we bought her one and she still likes playing my one and uh and i try and detract her from
1: that that's a challenge my guitar my guitar is firmly in the case behind the cupboard where ted cannot get anywhere near it (laughs) <laughs> yeah. um, Andy just before we go if people want to come and watch um, and in the Odd socks perform when obviously it's quite difficult to tell but you're planning on on repeat, on repeat doing the tour next year is that right?
2: Well actually we've got tours booked in for October so we're fingers crossed that we're going to still have them um, happening because uh, we've just basically postponed the dates that yeah. we had in April and May And people can find out October.
1: information on Facebook page And in the Odd
2: socks. Um, yeah our facebook page and in the oddsocks.com and uh yeah if you type in Andy in and the odd Socks tour dates then yeah. th- they'll come up
1: amazing well andy uh, listen we thank yeah. you so much for your time it's been great to chat um i feel like we have oh, just been sitting guys. in the pub garden having a nice conversation it's been nice
2: it feels like that it's really nice yeah thank you nice chatting to you
0: and also um since we've since we've been chatting now for the last, i've actually put the barbecue on and I've made uh, a <laughs> and a sausage yeah, and right. I've actually uh, and on the little side um, cooker that I've got, I've got I've had some onions and I've had that with tomato ketchup you know since we last talked about barbecue so just so you know you know gas wins every time
2: <laughs> but just so you know I'm sure that your garden is empty of people because no one really wants to be around that well, there's all the people have come to my garden the six people that were allowed of course um, socially distance around the barbecue and they're going wow look at that that is amazing look at that fire that's that's what I want to see uh, I'm not I'm not sure you're probably in your shed on your own aren't you uh,
1: yeah, okay. yeah. I, I get it your
0: barbecue your barbecue brings all the girls to the yard I get it all right yeah, fine yeah, yeah, fine. you're fine. in you're
1: <laughs> you on your own right well that's what yeah. we've got time for guys we're gonna have to wrap up um, it's been a pleasure thank you so much and uh, well I can't wait to come and uh, and watch you guys in October
2: great great uh, look forward to seeing you cheers
0: guys
1: thanks Andy
0: So one thing we've taken from this conversation with Andy Day is that if you want to get your kids out the bath, and even if you don't have two kids, if you only have one kid, then buy a fake turd and throw it in the bath and it'll freak them out and it'll get them out of the bath
1: straight away. And don't do a real turd because that's weird. That's just weird, yeah.
0: You know, we, we get all the scoops on this podcast, believe me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> scoop! Oh, oh. Nice. All the poop scoops it. on this like podcast. Like a scoop. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, guys, if you enjoyed, um, if you wanted to submit your own confession, then you're very welcome to do that. You can do it on the Dad's Net website. Go to the Dad Podcast tab and there's a form to fill out. It's completely anonymous but send in your confessions because we love reading them. We, we, we promise not to judge too harshly. I mean, Andy can't put a nappy on. Um, So, (laughs) you know... You can't get much worse, I guess. Um, but make sure that you um, send in your confessions. We love reading them, so do send them in. And if you want us to reach out on other social media, it's at the Dad's Net on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or you can reach out to JK at JK Jason King. Nice,
0: nice. You're getting good at this stuff, aren't you? you really are. rolled off the tongue. It did, it? yeah. That was that was good. Um, also, <laughs> don't forget to download, rate, and subscribe. Uh, you can listen to this on Global Player. Download that. It's fantastic. There's, there's loads of other stuff on there as well, loads of other podcasts, your favourite podcasts. obviously this is your favorite um and don't forget to rate us as well because that's nice and we we get sort of we get we gauge how you're enjoying the podcast if you like it if you're not quite sure if there's something you don't like there's something you want you know there's something you want make sure you let us know and we'll try and get it sorted for you um until next week goodbye